Hello, hello, and welcome back to A Pinch of Honesty. It has been a while. It has been a while. Um, let's see. How do we how do we even get you uh, up to date with the madness that has been uh, the life around here? Currently, I am taking a deep breath. <laughs> I am... Um, I lit a candle before starting the podcast. I needed like some calm. I needed some serious calm. Um, so three weeks ago, uh, my daughter was sick, right? Then two weeks ago, I was sick. I do believe I did a podcast while sick um, because look, who's not hardcore? No, kidding. Um, <laughs> and then I got on an airplane and I flew to England for work and I was not completely well, right? I masked up. I, I was as careful as I could be. Um, and I got to England, what goodness, on a Saturday morning. Um, and the Sunday night after that, um, I get a phone call that my daughter's had her first period. So first of all, as a mother, right, missing that is painful, right? Um, it's one of those things where it is a, the first one in particular, right? Um, I didn't have a mom there when it happened. And I always swore that I would be there for my daughter. And of course I was not now. Um, of course my husband is a star and he did amazing and I'd already prepped her, you know, because I knew at some point, you know, it was going to be happening but it still doesn't remove kind of that hurt and that loss. Um, but I keep reminding myself that actually um, my husband was looking at it as a massive bonding experience for him and my daughter, um, which it was because they had no choice but to deal with it together. So um, I get the story from my husband and I also get the story from my daughter with what happened. Right. So um it was Sunday night, right? She had taken a bath, um, was in her pajamas. She was laying on our like white duvet on the bed, just watching some cartoons. And she was like, um, when I talked to her later, she was like, oh, like I, I thought like I'd peed myself. And I looked down and it had started. Um, now my husband's perspective is, you know, he's in the other room and he hears like daddy, daddy. And he hears like yelling and he comes in and you know, there's, there's blood on the, on the bed and there's a, you know, trail of blood and she's in the bathroom and she's got rags. She's trying to clean herself. And he's like, stop, stop, you know, get in the shower. Um, and he's trying to sort out then after she gets all cleaned up, like how to use a pad, right. He's never used a pad before. He <laughs> doesn't understand if he should be lining them up kind of the backside or they'd go down more in the front, um, every time he puts one in, she thinks it's uncomfortable. And of course I'm like, well, no duh, right? Like they are uncomfortable. Um, you know, he was already quite stressed out with work and this was kind of just, you know, the beginning of the week, right? Um, they get everything under control, right? And <laughs> Monday rolls around and, you know, he's like, look like, you know, she wakes up and everything seems fine. And then she's in tears and then she seems fine. And then she's in tears. And He's like, you know, she's really, really struggling. And then eventually, you know, I remind her, oh, it's gym class day today. And he was like, and she just kind of like loses it. So he was like, that's it. Like, I'm not going to send her to school. Like, clearly, you know, he's like, I don't understand what, you know, what it feels like. Um, but she's having a rough go. So I'm not going to make her go to school. So 
um, she took the day off and relaxed and kind of got used to having her period. Right. So, um, Tuesday, right. She goes into school. Meanwhile, right. He is calling me to tell me that our big male cat is urinating a ton. Right. So he's like, there's something wrong with him. He's urinating a ton, but you know, um, he has no, no cycles, no ability to deal with it. Right. So, okay, fine. Um, I'll deal with it when I get home. That's what I'm thinking. (laughs) Um, Wednesday she wakes up and she wakes up vomiting. Right. So she vomits all over our duvet again. She vomits on like the next duvet. Um, and it turns out actually, right. She just was having like, uh, incredible, you know, abdominal cramps and, pain, right? Um, I don't vividly remember, um, like the days after my first period. I do remember though, the night before my first period. And I remember being woken up and having incredible cramps and going to the bathroom because I thought I had to poo. Um, and in the morning I had told my dad, I was like, Oh, like I woke up with a tummy ache, but nothing happened. And then later on that day, you know, my very first period, um, had happened And I remember my dad um, just being really bewildered by the whole thing, right? Like, uh, how do you even deal, right? And meanwhile, right, like my husband's in there, right? Like he's in there changing pads for her and, you know, being her support and, um, you know, cleaning vomit. (laughs) Anyway, so they they finish out the week and and everyone survives. I call the vet. I get our cat in to see the vet. And it turns out that um, he has diabetes, right? So I'm running back up and forth and we have work and life is crazy hectic. And um, at one point I was, I was sharing this with a coworker who said that, you know, my life seems like a sitcom. And I was thinking, you know, maybe, but in reality, it's just, it is the madness that is life, I think. Um, And I'm sure that um, other folks have things that are equally as kind of crazy. It's just, um, you know, mine revolve around, you know, diabetic cat and my daughter having her first period and those types of things. Right. Um, so that's, that's where I've been. I've been, you know, really run ragged. And today when I got home and I had to run to go get insulin for the cat and take care of chickens and the cat knocked uh, drink off the counter and the floor's covered in and stick and I'm taking care of chickens and my husband's running my daughter to swim practice. And he texted me and was like, when does it ever um, settle down? And I think for us, you know, it's, it's going to be a while before things settle. But um, one thing that I, I started and I started this um, here um, last week uh, is blocking off time during like my work week where it's just normal work hours, right? And I was looking at my calendars and it's like meetings, 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 meetings. And what I was realizing that I wasn't having enough time to do A, digest like what I had actually been doing in these meetings or B, physically do work. <laughs> you know, like on top of like everything else, it's like just get stuff done, right? So I've now blocked off that time. Now, the other thing that I've done that has really been kind of helping me with my like mental state is that on those days when it's blocked off, I plan on um, like three things that I want to get done. And I put those into the meeting so that like I can keep opening it and I can see, okay, here's exactly what I'm supposed to be working on during this time. And it's making me feel like I have this control um, over this small section of time. And of course, I've had folks who've tried to put meetings on top of it already. And I've had to kind of reject them and say like, look, no, this is like non-negotiable. And I think 
it has to be non-negotiable, right? Like if, and when you start negotiating that, that it's only an hour, right? It's, it's one hour per day. If I start negotiating that one hour, it's a slippery slope, right? And I've had days and I've had weeks where it's just been meetings nonstop and I've been really, really far behind. Um, and this is my method for kind of like trying to stay on top of it. And so that leads me to the topic that while I was traveling, um, I was thinking about quite a bit, which was that we judge folks on their outsides, right? So I spent a lot of time in airports. I walked around airports a lot and you see everything, right? You see every make and kind of human being out there, every shade, every ability, every disability, every everything, right? Every fashion, everything. I'm still a little congested by the way, so I apologize. And in seeing all that, I, I, it really, I started to ponder on the fact that I would not necessarily me, but in general, right? Like as people, you see folks and you think like, oh, like that's a very fit person, right? Um, you see somebody who's got like super defined muscles and you think, oh, they're so fit. And then you see somebody who is less defined and you think, oh, they're so um, unhealthy. Or you see somebody who, you know, has purchased McDonald's and is sitting there inhaling a burger and you think, oh, my God, like they're just, you know, they're so unhealthy. And I really try to curb those types of narrative in my own mind, but I catch them, right? Like I, I do notice that those types of things pop up, right? And it instantly, you know, as, as we're walking through these airports and I'm seeing folks and these things are popping into my head. And I, I started to think about the fact that who you are, how you are, how well you are, we judge by this external flesh sack for lack of a better term. And this external flesh sack um, may look or even feel a certain way. Um, its external appearance may be glorious or it may not be glorious in whoever is looking at its eyes, right? Like, um, but that isn't actually like how healthy somebody is. And so I started down this road of like mental health and, and, and the fact that you can't see mental health, right? So I have had a handful of friends where they are not um, kind or good people. And it takes you a while to find that out about somebody, to find out that they're not actually friend type material. And, um, and in particular, I, I ran into one of these people recently and I thought, you know, this person is, they're crazy, right? Like they're crazy in a way that there's always a lot of drama. The world kind of revolves around them. Um, they see, they see pictures of you doing something and it's always really, really negative because, oh, you didn't invite me to this thing, those types of things. And it took me a long time to realize that that's just, you know, first of all, I don't want somebody like that in my life, but also, you know, that on the outside, they may give off this appearance of being one of these incredibly healthy people, vegan, you know, ultra runner, super, super healthy. And yet really when it comes down to is you're not terribly happy or stable on the inside, right? And that inside person um, who actually in, in like a friendship type relationship matters more, 
uh, there's no way of judging that ahead of time, right? Like there isn't, I was actually thinking it'd be nice if there was like a little like, you know, um, star or heart that floated next to you that was like, okay, this person's like, you know, pretty, they're pretty stable mentally. You know, this person um, is really not kind of having a rough go or this person is narcissistic, right? Like, uh, but there's no way of knowing that until you actually get into these types of relationships with people. And yet we still judge people, <laughs> by how they look on the outside, which is just crazy to me. It's absolutely crazy. Um, I had somebody at work this week tell me that I'm one of the funniest people they know. And of course, I think I am funny. I'm always telling my husband, I'm the funniest girl you know. And he says the exact same thing every single time, which is, um, in your head you are. (laughs) And I had somebody tell me in at work that they thought I was incredibly funny and they thought I was funny because I don't take life as seriously um, as a lot of other folks do, right? That that I have a tendency, even when things get really shitty, to try to make a joke or to stay lighthearted. And so I was like, you know, that would be like my little bubble that would float around me, right? Like, um, I am very chipper and I am one of those people who's constantly trying to look on the bright side of stuff. But doesn't mean it's always the case. As you, my pod knows, um, I, I I struggle with it as well. So with that thought of like the little pop-up thing brings me to um, a book that I have been, well, uh, the, the first one that I listened to, oh my goodness. I know I'm like, I'm so congested still. All right. I'm, I took a little pause there, a little pause to, take care of myself. Um, so this, I listened to it on audible, um, and it's called the Prince has no pants. So they had this like sale on books and, um, I often end up with not enough audible books and it was in, you know, like this bin of like first in the series. And I looked at it and went, eh, it looks kind of sci-fi. It looks kind of funny. Okay, fine. Um, I, I really didn't, I didn't do much more investigating than that. And, um, so the full title is Ben's damn adventure. The prince has no pants. And the very first section in the description of it, if you actually go to like Amazon says a comedy period. And it's like, that is the whole first paragraph. And it is a comedy. It is an absolute gem. So the author is Matthew Howery, I believe is how you say it. Um, and it is about, uh, it's about this, this character, Ben. Um, it is sci-fi. It is also about gaming. So, um, the character Ben ends up being taken off of earth, uh, with the rest of humanity and, and basically put into a big game. So there's a lot of like leveling up and, um, you know, going from level to level. Now, I don't know how the book actually physically reads, right? Because I've only listened to audible. Um, it is totally not expensive on Kindle. Um, it is more expensive on paperback. It, there is cursing. <laughs> um, but it, it is absolutely stellar. So I'm on the second book now. Um, and I can't, I can't say enough about it. So if you are looking for something that will just bring you joy, like sheer joy in listening to it, um, it is The Prince Has No Pants. And one of the things in the story is that um, um, Ben's parents, 
he is a very, uh, on earth anyways, a very, um, I wouldn't say boring, but like linear person, right? So he's just kind of chugging through his life. He's chugging through his career. And um, his parents who want to give him the best chance of surviving this game, choose um, choose something for him. And, and he gets to see what they choose. And before they choose, um, his father basically says, you know, um, Ben, have a damn adventure, right? Which is, you know, part of the title. And of course he does, right? Um, in this this gameplay. Uh, but it reminds me <laughs> of of where I'm at, right? That I'm trying to have a damn adventure and life is throwing me curveballs and I want change and I can't control things and I'm rolling with it and I'm making progress the way that I want to be making progress. And so um it's chaos. It is chaos. And, um, and I'm loving it. I'm loving it. So one of the aspects of building habits, as I've been reading up on how to build habits is to kind of consistently have triggers in locations or areas. And so one of the examples that it brings to mind for me is like when you finish up dinner and if you're sitting at the table, you may have a trigger. Like I want to, I want dessert, even though you're not hungry and you don't want something sweet, but you're sitting at the table. So, Oh, I want dessert. Right. Um, and so they were like, you know, if you want to, to build a habit, do something in a very particular location and and basically make a little, like, um, it's almost like a a trigger for you, right? Like ding, ding, you know? So for me in the mornings when I'm on my roll and I'm doing all this stuff in the kitchen, my trigger is actually coffee, (laughs) right? So, and I've noticed this, right. That, um, you know, the coffee maker, uh, finishes, you know, I have, I have my first sip of coffee. And as soon as I have that first sip of coffee, it's like, boom, you know, here's kind of the things that I just start doing. And so what I've been trying to do is to set up um, areas and things around my house where when I want to rotate things up, like I want to actively practice yoga, um, I have an area for doing that. And so when I'm in that area, that is what I do. And I feel it every single time I'm in the exact same area. And so um, in having this damn adventure, I'm trying um, to build these habits and build changeable habits Um, which I don't think is necessarily, I mean, I think those are two words that don't even really go together, right? Changeable and habit. (laughs) And so I'm trying to do something. I think that it's not necessarily even meant to be done. Um, and I'm having, I'm having a modicum of success, which is, is feeling, uh, relatively good. So that's all of my crazy stories. I have, I have so missed you. I thought about taking again, my, um, microphone to be able to record while I was in the United Kingdom. Um, however, my luggage was way, way too full. <laughs> it's just sadly too full. So I did not take, um, my microphone. I did check though, that I can record while I'm in the United Kingdom, which is, uh, good to know. So I can do that in the future. Um, so for today I have our animal spirit cards and I am shuffling them around and I'm thinking about chaos and damn adventures and the emotions and feelings um, that rile around mental health. And we got the crow. I will warn you, I don't have my reading glasses on, so this may be, this might be short lived. <laughs> I'm wondering where I did stick them. I should look for them. All right. Now it's an air sign. Of course. Do, do, do. And the crow. Let's see. Eagle, hawk, 
No, no. Crow, here we go. Spirituality, strong, creativity, and watchful. The crow has long been the symbol of magic. A crow personality is drawn to the supernatural and has the gift for seeing the unseen, knowing the unknown. It is said that the crow hold holds within its mind's eye the three realities, past, present, and future. Crow energy is potent and should only be tapped into when the mind is clear. Those with crow tendencies must balance their lives with a healthy diet, joyful friends, and a regular self-study. When in balance, psychic, strong, clear. When out of balance, ungrounded, hypersensitive. To bring into balance, daily meditation practice. So if you were looking for a little invitation, invitation, that's your invitation um, to try to meditate a little, try to try to bring it in, um, try to do a little self-reflection. And with that, I'll catch you on the flip side.